Coming up, we have the former CRO at Ketchup, Christian Calderon. You'll discover his go-to strategy for increasing mobile game retention, how his new company helps developers with the marketability of their games, and what indie game developers are missing when launching a game. All that and so much more. The most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Want to scale your ASO and Apple search ads? Well, check out AppRadar.com. Their clients include Tinder, Microsoft, iTranslate, and many more. Learn more at AppRadar.com. Looking for a simple way to grow and retain your users? Wildfire incentivizes users to share their favorite apps and earn credits along the way. Learn more at wildfire.software. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters.com, the place you go when you want action-packed content in the app business. And today, I've got a phenomenal guest, a repeat guest. And Christian, I don't know if you remember this, but I stalked you at an event because I was like, oh my God, I have to see him speak. So I asked him after that, and that was way back in 2016. So I'm going to link it up into the show notes, but you can listen to his previous episode. But I wanted to bring him back on, catch up with him, see what he's going, what's, what he's been doing. But let me introduce a guest so we can catch up with him. He is the former chief revenue officer at Ketchup, and now he is the co-founder and CEO at Game Jam. You can check them out. They're making games. They're building technology that's going to help you with your games as well. It is GameJam.co. Christian, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks, Steve. Thanks for having me. It's great to be back. So let's let's take it before we talk about Game Jam and what you're kind of doing there. Let's take it with the ketchup. Like what what happened there? Besides, you know, because when we talked, it was before the acquisition, and then the acquisition, big acquisition ha- happened. Yeah, yeah, sure. So you know, I uh, ketchup. They're obviously still is still part of part of my family. I'm I'm still an advisor at Ketchup. Um, the co-founders Antoine and Michelle are great friends. Um, and yeah, I'm so, so I'm still working with Ketchup and, uh, you know, Ketchup is doing phenomenally well in the market right now. Um, they just had Scream Go, which, uh, which, you know, hit the top charts. Um, and, and with, with, you know, it organically it did very, very well. Um, and it's, you know, still, still a super strong business and one of the leaders and, and continues to be a leader in hyper casual um, and yeah, for, for me, it was, uh, starting game jam was just more of a transition of, of what I wanted to do moving to, to Vietnam and, and, you know, jumping into something, a new challenge of my own. Was it something, was it just that itch? Cause I have this itch sometimes Christian where I'm like, okay, you know, I can do something for like five, six years maybe. And then like, I want to do something else. I want a new challenge type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, exactly. That's, I wanted to, to, I was living in, at the time I was living in, in New York and Brooklyn and I, I just wanted to, you know, just go to a new country and, and that entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial spirit inside of me just wanted to like start, start something new. And I, I saw this need in the, in the marketplace for, um, you know, with, with the rise of hyper casual and these ads based games, 
I saw that there's a, a huge need in the marketplace for for technology around building these games and scaling them because the the developer landscape for these types of games is is super fragmented and and the types of developers making these games are typically like one two person teams maximum uh and they don't have access to uh, the, you know, resources to like a data scientist to model LTV or to um, you, you know, uh, optimize their production or development pipeline. I mean, obviously they're usually just working on one game and they don't have a strong feedback loop of understanding whether or not these games are gonna be successful in the marketplace early on, which you know, which is is in really really important, and in, in in this that for these types of, of games. And so, I thought, you know, man, it's, it'd be a great idea just you know to 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 build this to build out technology that that helps with this, and that also helps developers market games. And at the same time, you know, I've been making games since I was twelve years old, and so I can't I can't not just not ever make games. So uh, we, so we also make our own games and we use that to currently prove out the, the technology that we're building alongside of it. And so that's what, you know, and essentially that's what Game Jam is, is because we build our own games and we're building technology to help improve the games. And the reason why we came up with the name Game Jam is, is because we actually do a lot of collaborations. So, you know, currently we're working with uh, Simple Machine, which is, um, a really awesome indie studio in in New York City, and so we're working with them on some on some projects um, that that I'm allowed to talk about, and uh, and also developers, you know, all over the all over the world. We uh, we're always talking to developers and seeing what they're working on and seeing how we can collaborate. And um, Game Jam is really to me is 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 all about collaboration, sharing. Um, the, the knowledge that, that I've had over the years working at Ketchup and Dots and Kixai and bringing that all together and, and helping kind of smaller developers achieve scale at a higher level. Um, so that's what, you know, that's our mission and that's what, what I've been, you know, set to do over the last six months. I love that, Christian. And I know you got a wealth of knowledge just from the Dots days and the Ketchup days and you're bringing it into technology with technology like help me understand this because i always feel like sometimes because of your vast knowledge and your experience maybe like figuring out if a game is going to work is a subjective thing like christian just knows he can see it there's a gut feeling to it so how's technology going to help with what's embedded in your brain like what are you guys looking at if it's technology what are you guys what data points are you guys looking at <laughs> and you know i I, a part of that is is a bit true, but I wish I wish it was completely true uh, because you know oftentimes you think a game is going to work out and and you know it, or or not and so you, you know you could be surprised at what the the market dictates di- dictates but um, but essentially we're looking at and, and uh, you know just at a high level we're looking at leading indicators of what could pop, you know, but of what would make this game successful in the market. And basically, you know, it boils down to a few things and, and that's the, 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 the engagement 
or usage metrics in the game. So how does using those as leading indicators for, for retention, you know, are people staying in your game and are they playing it in, over the long, the long haul? And, and then, uh, on the other side is, is, is the monetization piece and, 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 and these two components help build out an uh, LTV. And then in addition to that, we really need to understand the marketability of the game. Like who's the audience? Like, is it marketing well to these, to, to, to this audience and how, you know, is, is what are like, uh, CPI is going to look like relative to the lifetime value that we're getting. Um, you know, that this game is, 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 is commanding. And if, if we can, you know, make that equation work and if, we have leading indicators that help us understand if this this equation is going to work out at scale. Then, then that's when we know we have something that can be, you know, extremely successful. And 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 you know, and that's also a measurable um, uh, uh, in terms of dollar value. That's also a measurable number. Um, we're looking at, you know, what is this game going to produce like? Uh, you know, 200% ROI uh, at scale, or is it going to produce 150 or 300% ROI at scale? Like, um, so these are things that we're trying to think about. And it's not, it's not uh, a tell-all be-all thing, but these leading leading indicators really help us uh, get an idea early on of the chance of success that we have for these games. I see. The, knowing what you know, and just like, having so much scale, especially at Ketchup, like what are some things talking to like the indie developer that's a one or two man type of show, what are some things that they might be missing? Like the biggest holes that you always see from these indie developers? Yeah, so uh, I mean, from from my perspective, um, it's it's always been the, the, with, with indie developers, and it's always been this kind of a similar story, with small teams, you know, one, two person teams, they love making games and want to make games. And oftentimes these developers don't care so much about the money. They just want uh, to make a fun game and they just want it to be successful. Like in, in, in their, in their eyes, like getting a game top in the charts is just a phenomenal feeling. And Oftentimes, I mean, it's very rare I come up to a developer and I ask them, what, what do they want? And they tell me, oh, I want to make boatloads of money. It's never, that's <laughs> never what they say. They always, they always tell me like, oh, I just, I want to make good games and I, I want them to be successful. And so they, they're so focused on, on, on the game part and trying to make the game fun. Uh, and oftentimes they lack the resources to, to better understand, you know, from a data science perspective, the components of, 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 of success in terms of like KPIs. And oftentimes they, they're, they're a little more unfamiliar than the average person, uh, in terms of like, uh, like the average product manager or something about how these, you know, KPIs affect, you know, lifetime value or, or the average UA person about, you know, in terms of how this game, you know, can market and how KPIs affects, you know, your, your CPI. Um, uh, and so like one of the things I know is that they're oftentimes strong developers, strong, you know, strong game designers, 
great with, you know, have very passionate about what they do, but not so knowledgeable or have the resources to, to, to excel in areas around data science, user acquisition, monetization. And so these are typically the holes that I see um, in, in, in these indie studios. And that's also a part of the reason why the publisher model has been so successful with companies like Voodoo and Ketchup um, over, you know, the last, uh, you know, few years, because they fill that void for a lot of these developers. Yeah, I love it. The I apologize. I was on the wrong mic. <laughs> I was going off the wrong mic, not this expensive <laughs> mic that's right now. So I probably sound a lot better right now. But the the thing that I want to move on to as well is like, and I guess what I'm hearing from you is, hey, developers know how to make a great game, right? But they don't understand like, hey, the LTV, what it's going to take to bring in the users, user acquisition, monetization. They don't understand these little things. But from like an overall gameplay perspective, they understand that much. And this is what Game Jam is going to fulfill for them. The rest of the other things that they don't understand. Exactly. So, you know, typical, so what typical like engagement for us, what it looks like is, uh, you know, Kurt, you know, CEO of of Simple Machine called me up yesterday, said, hey, man, I have this game. He's, Kurt is like probably one of the top game designers that I've ever met in my life. And he's got this game. It's so fun. You know, he, he, and, and he wants to, he's like, let's collaborate on it. And so where I come in is like, I'm trying to figure out like, okay, how can we, how, how does this monetize? How can we break down the, uh, this into like, uh, areas of, of, uh, and event events where we can create, uh, you know, monetization points. Well, how can we improve the retention from, from a product perspective? How can we measure all of this? How can we chart the, like, how can we market the game? Mm-hmm. And, so the, these are the problems that I, you know, I'm trying to solve with with a, you know, with a great potential game that he's bringing me that's really really fun, and so that's kind of like how we see ourselves collaborating. Um, and in addition to that, you know, there there are some aspects of of data science that can really help with with the game and with game design. So things like the level progression or level tuning, which you know, a great game designer can, can do, but with the help of data science, it, it can make things a lot easier and, um, a lot more scalable. Uh, and you know, especially when you have a game with, you know, hundreds of levels or even thousands of levels. And so, you know, for, for a small, a small team, like, you know, like Kurtz, uh, who, where they love making games and, and they love focusing on this stuff, um, they find it really useful to partner with someone like us who have the resources and, and, and capacity to, to bring in our, our data science expertise uh, and our marketing expertise and monetization expertise and collaborate on those levels. I see. I, I didn't even, you know, I'm so clueless about the, the developers. Like Simple Machine, I was like, oh, let me look them up. They made some amazing games. Like I only know the games, all right, Christian? Like Calculator 2, Smooth. These are the ones I've downloaded on my phone before. Lucky Tony 1, Just Bounce, Pop the Log. So amazing, amazing games that they've made. Yeah. Go ahead. Amazing studio. Yeah, they're, sorry, they're an amazing, amazing studio. Really, I really love, love what Kurt's doing. Yeah, you got to intro me to Kurt. The the technology piece is it like an SDK? Like what? Is, what do you when you say technology? What does that really mean? Yeah, no, that's a great question. It, it's essentially 
there's three components to it. One is there's the we, we have an SDK um, and we have uh, uh, th- that we've built. We have our own like backend system uh, uh, API that connects to that and um, and a dashboard really. And so these these things they, they come together and um, we, basically the the SDK is like taking a lot of the event data from the game. Um, we have uh, we're communicating um, with different mediation layers to to pull in revenue. Um, we're communicating uh, with uh, you know different attribution layers to attribute um, uh, uh, in you know basically installs and and post install events. Um, uh, depending on you know what the developer is using, we we're using ourselves Tension. Um, because we, we, we love the product, but it, we're trying to build something that's flexible to work with different partners, um, depending on what the, the developer, uh, want, likes and, and, and wants and what works for them. And, and then we have this dashboard that they can log in and kind of monitor everything and also make changes on the fly, um, uh, you know, server side changes or doing things like sending push notifications and, um, you know, all these cool features that we're putting in every day that are specifically around uh, our, you know, core thesis of, you know, building tools and, and, and tech for developers that help them improve their game from a lifetime value perspective and help them market their games better um, from, a, you know, from a marketability perspective. Are you guys helping with any of the, the marketing at all? Yes. Yeah. So um we we have built kind of this like it's an roi dashboard we have built a few dashboards around around the marketing piece um that help the developers segment uh, ltv help them segment roi at different levels um and and try to understand like the the you know the the, the rojas their days to break you know how quickly are they breaking even on spend mm-hmm. um and we've built, you know, all of this in, in, in a dashboard. And then we also have like a CPI component that helps break down the certain funnel metrics of CPI, um, looking at creative, uh, what are the conversion rates? What are the click-through rates on, on this particular creative? Is, is there anything, you know, and, and, and this kind of helps you understand like what's performing well, what's not, and, and what can I do to improve? And the cool thing about it is that we're using – um, you know, and, and a lot of this is, 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 is uh, a, a lot of this is because we're using TenGen to, to, to aggregate this data, but it, it basically allows the developer to, to look at this across all the channels that they're using or want to use or testing. And, um, it really, really helps with, with user acquisition and, you know, for us and for our games, um, and, you know, we obviously run all the UA ourselves. Um, for games that we work on with a lot of our partners, we, we will run also all the UA ourselves actually for so far, every single, uh, collaboration that we've worked on. Um, nice. and you know, as part of, you know, I guess I think our core competency, competency of, of what we're doing. Yeah. I would love that. I'd be like, yeah, go ahead, Christian. <laughs> like I trust you, man. The, <laughs> is it like a publisher model? Like what's the, the pricing or what, what does the developer have to do to work with you guys? Yeah, I mean, typically we work like very similar to to another publisher, um, and we we usually work on a rev share model, uh, and we 
we're open to like testing anything. So we have developers coming to us all the time, like, hey, I have a great game. I want to test it. Um, and as long as, uh, as you know, the, the game looks like it, it has a lot of potential. We'll we'll work with them on it and give it a you know, test with them and help them, you know, because it's a it's slightly more, um, of a, I would say, like of uh, of a process, because in, in the test that we run, we're 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 kind of being a little more methodical on on the data science part and we're really trying to evaluate early indicators of the potential success for a game so if we decide to test a game with with a developer a lot of what i see in the market today is like a lot of these publishers are testing these games at scale and the developer doesn't really you know they'll spend like not a whole lot and the developer might get some insight on what the cpi was or maybe what the retention was from a, a d1 or d7 perspective but outside of that they're not getting a lot of attention from from the developer and uh, uh or from the publisher and and the reason for that is because the publishers are just they're they're tapped out i mean there are just so many developers there are thousands and thousands of these developers now that want to make these games and and the publishers even the largest ones can't handle them all and this has always been a problem in in, in this business and there's just there's just not enough you know publishers and, and people that can actually you know hold their hands walk them through it help them you know help educate the developers there's just not enough people to do it and so this has always been a problem with 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 this industry and so one of the things that we like to do is just you know pick and choose who who we work with and when we do decide to work with someone it's just a little more integrated we we want to make sure that they understand the that there's um the success potential or if they if something doesn't look like it's going to work you know try to help them fail fast and, and try something new uh, and understand why why it is that they should stop working on that project yeah i know one of the what i've heard from others is that retention is key right like they they always look at d1 d7 they want certain metrics to be hit and so when you guys when you're thinking about retention, like what do you, how can you help developers? Like, I know it's so funky, Christian, because I, I, I'm always trying to talk about retention a little bit more, but I, it's like, it's so hard. Like, it's very specific to a certain game or a certain app. Like, but how do you like to think about retention? How do you like to help developer, game developers specifically with their retention? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And it's, you're right, it's very app specific. And so the way, the way I like to think about it is, um, kind of, you know, for the, the thing that I'm always talking about with developers is kind of like, we have to look at, you know, the first things first, and that is, you know, what is the player doing every second, every two seconds, every three seconds, every five seconds, every 10 seconds, every 30 seconds, every minute, every five minutes. And, and looking at these at design patterns and engagement uh, interactions within these concentric circles of time to better understand the, the, what the user is doing and, and the loops that are inside of these circles, these concentric circles. And then from the, the, the most important thing, especially from the very, very beginning is the, the first time user experience. So like, how quickly are they getting into the game? What does the session time look like? Are they coming? How are they? If they're coming back, how many times are they coming back in the same day? Um, and uh, a lot of these 
early engagement metrics matter a lot. Um, and then the, there's there's the the time the, within the time distribution of that first session, and within the time distribution within that first day, there are a list of events that happen and drop off that happens. And digging into that and understanding, um, you know, that early early drop off, and all this stuff can help with day one retention, <laughs> and obviously can it can lift the curve for for later days, but after you've kind of conquered, you know, first, you know, the, the first things first, then you have to look at, you know, then you're kind of optimized. If you can get it up to, you know, 50, 60% day one, you know, you're in great shape and, and, and you kind of know like, okay, well now it's usually the case where that's probably lifted my day three, day, day seven, depending on, you know, the maturity of the game in some, in some shape or form. But also there's going to be probably work that has to be done on day two, day three, day seven. Um, and, and, and then that's, you know, looking at, uh, other things later down the line within the progression, but you know, that's, it's in a majority of of what we're doing, especially with a lot of the developers that we're working with is those very first things. So like the first time, uh, user experience and then kind of breaking everything down like I just explained. And I, I think spend a majority of our time in those areas. When you said like the seconds, like 15 seconds, 20 seconds, how do you figure that out? Is it just like giving the game to other people and watching them? Or is there some like more fancy technical way of doing it? Yeah, no, I mean, so the beautiful thing about mobile is that we can measure and engage every single interaction on the device because because it's it's all you know it's an application and so and so you know what 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 we're doing is within uh within these games well especially hyper casual there's there's sessions and then there's like these like mini sessions of, of like between levels and like so and there's just different different events that 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 the that the player is going through and it's really measuring the time in between those events and the drop you know between those events um and that's how we think about time and so we're 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 not only measuring for example like if a player dropped from level one to level two or from level three to level four but also the time that they're spending on each level and the time that they're spending you know, on, on, in, 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 in the end card. And, and, uh, this, this, this is super, super important, especially for ad space games. All right, Christian, I'm going to ask you a question here. You may, I don't know. You may or may not have the answer, but you have like, there are things where I'm like, Oh, this is a go-to, this is my go-to strategy for growth, right? Like I have go-to strategies that I go to. Do you have a go-to trick or strategy for day one retention or day seven or any type of thing? Like, Hey, if you have this feature, it's going to really help with your retention. That's a, that's a great, great question. Um, and I, I, so I'll, I'll give you one of my go-to strategies, but it's not going to work if the game's not good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but like so, what, one of my my go-to strategies, especially for for day one retention, um, is is getting the player into the game as quick as possible, um, and and letting them enjoy that core user experience as soon as possible. But again. If the core user experience isn't that great, it's not going to help. So, 
Um, but if, if you have a great core user experience, getting, getting the person into the game as soon as possible and getting them hooked on your mechanic, um, really, really helps. I think with, with day one retention. I love it, man. Hey, is there anything I miss that you want to make sure we mention? No, no, I think, I think that's it. Um, I appreciate the time, Steve. It's great, great to catch up with yeah. you again. And We're not done yet, Christian, but yeah, it was great to catch up. <laughs> but oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's 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 keep this going. Okay. Well, I've got a few more answers to, or questions to ask you. All right, Christian. Before we hit the big finish, I do want to thank my newest sponsor, and I'm super excited to have them on. On it is called App Radar, guys. Look, I talk a lot about ASO, and if you want to know about an ASO tool that's going to really help you optimize and find those right keywords, well, I've been digging into App Radar a lot, not just because they're a sponsor, but I do know the founder Thomas, and he's a friend of mine, and they've done a tremendous job of like redoing their UI and so beautiful to use. And some of the things that they just released are they going to help you with their search ads. So I know with UA and search ads, it's a really popular tool. You're able to really drive some low cost installs, they're going to help you find the right keywords and figure out which keywords might not be actually driving the right type of users or the right type of growth that they're into. So if you're looking for that new ASO tool, that's really affordable. It's going to really help you find those really nice keywords. Go check out appradar.com, appradar.com, and let them know that you heard it on this very podcast. That once again is appradar.com. Christian, this has been absolutely amazing, but let's go to the big finish. Give us one app that we definitely have to check out. Yeah, so my my favorite game, and this is maybe it's because it was my first. Uh, I don't know if that's if that's a thing in in, in you know with games, but um, is Two Dots, and this is like the first mobile game that I've, I've ever really uh, worked on in, in a really large, huge capacity. And, um, it's, I, I, I still play it today and it apparently it's still, you know, pretty, pretty, does pretty well in the market. It's, it's still a pretty popular game. Um, and that's definitely one of my, my favorite games. And from a design perspective, like it, it's just phenomenal and it's, it's awesome. I, I see in a lot of other games, people borrowing, um, not, not borrowing, like I see people borrowing like the mechanic and, 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 and stuff, but like more so, uh, people borrowing like UI elements and, and UX elements of the game, which is awesome. Like, because usually you don't, you don't really see that, but, um, yeah, two dots is definitely my favorite game that you must try. Oh, classic. I love it. What's a lesson that took you the longest to learn? Yeah. So I think, you know, it, the the lesson that took me the longest and and that's because i've never um it, it, I, I didn't really it, i experienced this at, at, at from a different perspective was uh was embracing failure and so like when when we're building like these prototypes and stuff like i'm always trying to like make it work like oh we got to let's let's try to make this work let's try to make this work and there's a part of this design process where you have to really embrace failure as soon as possible. But if you embrace failure too quickly, you might lose out on something. And I've been in situations where I thought something failed and I gave up on it. And later down the line, I, we discovered that actually we had something and we continued to iterate on it and it turned into a really awesome game. And situations where we thought we had something awesome and we just spent, you know, a little too much time on it where during that time it was a it was an opportunity cost 
and we could have been working on other games or other prototypes. So the lesson that has took t- has taken me the longest one, and I, to be honest, I still haven't perfected it yet, is really embracing failure at you know in, in, at the right time, and that has definitely been something that has 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 taken a long time for me to learn from from the publishing perspective. It's really easy to say like, hey, you know, something's not working out. You you guys should stop working on this or or, or try something else. Um, and but you know when you're the also when you're the developer, it's like you know it's like your child. It's your baby. You know you just yeah. you just make a game and and um, it's a little more difficult to let go. Uh, and, or or you know or you you give up too early and you you know you you think it's not going to work out and but you called it too soon. So finding the you know the right time to to move on is I think an important an important skill. Um, and, and that's definitely taken a while for me to, to, to get right. Do you, is it just, do you feel like it's just a gut call? Like when you find like, Hey, this is enough time and this is a failure. It's a, a, it's, it's a, it should be, it shouldn't be a gut call, but sometimes you, you, there's a little bit of, of that, but it, it should be based off of, uh, some kind of process KPIs, um, and, and oftentimes, uh, with with larger studios, they, they they put gates in place where they say, okay, like, you know, this is the time frame that we're working on this, and if it doesn't pass this gate in this point of time, it's not going to work, and and that works out, especially for larger studios. But the thing is, is like, when you're, and it works out too if you're like the executive making the call, like, okay, you had this much time to work on it. If you can't do it in this time, you're done. But the thing is, like, in reality. It, you might you might have killed something in that process that actually had a chance. And so it's finding like, can if I work on this for just a few more days or just or, you know, can I get can, can I, you know, double my day one retention? Did, am I missing something here? Or if I work on this for just a, a, a few more days, can I decrease my CPI by 50 percent by redoing all the art assets and 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 trying to find a new theme for the game? And it's these decisions that are really, really hard uh, to make. Awesome, man. Well, the website, I know there's some technology, Christian, that will help you with that. It is called Game Jam, gamejam.co. You heard it. Christian has a wealth of knowledge. So if you're a great game developer, go check him out. It is gamejam.co. Christian, if the audience wants to follow up with you personally, anywhere else you want to send them? Yeah, no, they, they can email me. My, my email address is just the letter C at gamejam.co. And uh, yeah, I, I respond to emails pretty quickly. Christian, thank you so much. I know this was a little bit difficult to figure out the timing, given that you're in Vietnam, but congrats, man. And it was so good to catch up. Man, I could hear it in your voice. Like you, I can hear the excitement in your voice. It's so awesome. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, always great to catch up with you and uh, look forward to the next time. Awesome, brother. Well, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Christian, for coming on. And I'll see you on the next chat. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.